Hello, and welcome to Break the Line, the podcast where we talk with guests about topics in contemporary poetry. The catch? The guests aren't poets. I'm your host and resident poet, Rebecca Farivar. For this episode, I spoke with Ram Devanani, who produces, edits, and directs documentaries and other films for Radaplax, an organization that produces films inspired by poetry. Ram and I focused on one particular project he's directed for Radaplax, a web series called Verse, a Murder Mystery. The web series follows John, a poet and bike messenger, who acquires the manuscript of a poet named Claire who was murdered. Through Claire's poems and the help of other poets who knew Claire, John is able to track down her murderer. We talked about the entire web series, but focused on poems in episodes 3 and 7. Links to those episodes are up at RebeccaFarvar.com under the podcast tab. When you click on the links, you'll be also be able to navigate to other episodes in the web series. Okay, let's get to the show. Yes, yeah, so uh, we started about 14 years ago, uh, 1999, as a literary magazine. Uh, initially, we were a print journal. With uh, What was made us unique is we had a CD with every issue. And uh, we published about 12, 14, 12 to 14 issues. I can't remember now. But uh, at a certain point, as um, sort of technology advanced and other, other mediums um, sort of started infusing into the magazine, we switched to a DVD magazine. And it was at that point that we decided to really explore the convergence of cinema and poetry and literature. And uh, that's when we started collaborating with filmmakers and presenting uh, works of literary art and cinema together. When you started looking at these collaborations, like, was there anything that surprised you about it? Or what kind of came out as you started looking at poetry and cinema and music all together? Right. Well, what, what was unique is, um, you know, a poem is, in a sense, the great little short film. Mm. It's, it's a great uh, a tool uh, if you want to use that word, for a filmmaker to um, to make a short film because it's concise, it allows for interpretation, so the filmmaker can infuse his or her own ideas into the film using the poem, and uh, and it was readily available. There's plenty of poems that uh, are available for many filmmakers to use. So there was a lot of very talented filmmakers out there working in this medium. And then, you know, it, it came to a point where we sort of collaborating and started meeting all these filmmakers. And there was a few of them that were very dedicated to being poetry filmmakers. Mm-hmm. And uh, luckily, there's a film festival in Berlin called the Zebra uh, Film Festival, which focuses on this art. And that's actually featured in the web series, um, the Zebra Festival. Yeah, um, we, we had a long... Um, a long collaboration with them in many uh, in many forms. Partially, you know, initially uh, showing showcasing our films at the festival, and then eventually, you know, including them in the web series and including some of the films that that won the festival on the DVDs. I guess kind of going along with that, I mean, when you talk about a documentary, like I noticed on the website, you said you do poetic documentaries. Like, maybe could you talk a little bit about what exactly does that mean? What does it look like? Well, I, I always defined uh, a poetry film based on these these very loosely defined requirements that that I've set for myself, at least. Uh, you know, what my, my belief as a poetry film is a film that uses a poem, Right. Mm-hmm. And so the poem itself is in the is in the films in somewhere in the film. 
Secondly, it could be based on a poem. So the poem itself might never be in the film, like never be said, but it can be inspired by a poem. And mm-hmm. a great example is uh, William Blake's Tiger. There's a great Brazilian filmmaker that took that poem and interpreted it in, in his own way. And, and you'll never see the poem at all mm-hmm. appear in the movie, but the film itself is that poem. Mm. And then the third requirement is, um, is, is the film has to include a poet. And that's, and that's where I do, especially with documentaries, is, is um, work in that medium. So I've produced a, a, quite a bit of documentaries where poets are themselves and their work is, is, is presented in those films. One, uh, and even some travel series, like I did recently a, a travel series with uh, the spoken word poet Bob Homan in which he traveled all over West Africa and Israel talking about endangered languages. And, you know, Bob being a poet, you, of course, have a lot of his work and the, and the, and the work of, from endangered languages in that series. So that's interesting because with the web series, it seems to fit a lot of those criteria that there, there's poems in it, it's inspired by poems, there's poets in it. How did this web series come up? Because it does seem a little bit different than a film in a lot of ways, uh, just because it's more, you know, it's serial, it, it's more like a TV show than a movie, which might seem counterintuitive to pair TV and poetry together. Right. Well, I, I think, uh, you know, we, when we did this about two years ago, it was at that point, um, the web series as a uh, medium for uh, filmmakers, artists and uh, actors to sort of present their work just started happening. So it was a very exciting time. There was mm-hmm. it was very new. The technology was very ripe for, for such things. Um, and it, and when, when, it, when it was occurring, I, I wanted to create uh, sort of a mystery, a, a literary mystery, using um, all of the contacts and all of the people that I met in uh, the New York New York City literary scene, and uh, you know, a murder mystery is sort of what we conceived of, and um, and and you know, the good thing about a web series is is it fits the web perfectly. You know, people that watch video on the web really have a low attention span. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's you know a web series is in a sense you've got these small little episodic short films that combine into a larger series. And uh and and, this, and the series, you know, has been quite successful. We had over a million viewers. Oh, wow. And uh I think it's um it's a great way for for uh people to reach new audiences, especially uh in poetry. You know, I think that's what's uh, amazing about the series is a lot of people that have no interest in poetry uh, have watched it and were uh, and thoroughly impressed by it. And did you find yourself inspired by any other uh, web series? You know, because it sounds like you kind of have the the foundation in poetry, but were you? Did you look to other web series for you know guidance on how to structure it or things like that? Well, I, I've I've seen a lot of web series on the on Coldcast, the network that hosts our um, our web series. And and overall, I have to say, most web series are not that interesting, <laughs> uh, because partially because um, you know it, it because it's it is accessible to everyone. So the level of writing and the and, and that's really what makes a good web series or any anything else unique from and uh, stand out from others is the quality of writing. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the production value and cameras. I mean, anyone has access to that nowadays. 
So, so what, what, what makes it unique is you have to have a good story. And that's what we sort of started off with was uh, really creating a story. And then, and then secondly, what we did is we created this world around this web series, you know, with the, with the idea of, this, uh, of the poet being murdered mm-hmm. and this bicyclist poet finding her manuscript and sort of exploring her life. Yeah, and actually maybe now's a good time if you uh, could give maybe just like a short summary of the series for people who haven't seen it. I'm going to um, put links onto the website, so definitely listeners can check it out, and I encourage people to do that. But just to, to make sure everyone's caught up, just a short summary. Sure. Well, it's called Verse of Murder Mystery, and it's about a young poet uh, who discovers a lost manuscript uh, from a poet that was murdered almost 30 years ago. Uh, the poet who was murdered was Claire Wilkes. And uh, through this manuscript, um, the, the young poet John Sands, who is a spectacular spoken word poet in New York City, and also an a, a enthusiast bicyclist, um, he starts using the manuscript to sort of explore uh, New York City, the New York City literary world and the past. Mm-hmm. And and you have scenes in the movie in which he goes to William S. Burroughs' bunker, to uh, Bob Homan's place, to to many of the of the of the literary poetry establishment in in the city. Mm-hmm. Great, yeah, and we won't give away the the ending so people can <laughs> can find that out. Um, so uh, you you know, how did the idea of a murder mystery? come up, you know, because again, that's something too that it actually reminded me, I don't know if you read uh, Maggie Nelson's book, Jane, a murder. But yeah, it's similar in that it's sort of plot oriented, right? A a murder mystery, especially it's like you have different plot points to get to and you're and you're moving along. And that's part of the, you know, fun of that genre. Whereas I think people think with poetry, it's more meditative, it's something that's slower that you sort of sit with with individual poems. So how did you, do you think, you know, how did the idea for the murder mystery come up? Well, I mean, the, the web series is, uh, as I said, it's, it's a strong story based. Mm-hmm. So the, the entire web series is not uh, poetry based, mm-hmm. but of course the characters are poets. Uh, the story is searching for a murdered poet and there's poems in the film in the series. And more importantly, the clues are in the poems itself. Mm-hmm. So, so we, we set, you know, we went up, we went about setting up the story structure first and with the idea, of course, bringing poetry throughout the whole process. Mm-hmm. But I think, uh, you know, what's the difference between this and, um, you know, Maggie Nelson's book or any other uh, book in which it's, it's a book of poetry is, uh, you know, they have to, they have to sort of follow that tradition mm-hmm. and we had to follow a different tradition. We had to follow a tradition where we wanted, uh, viewers to be, you know, engrossed in the mystery, mm. not, necess- not necessarily the poetry. Yeah, and that's actually the kind of relates to the the clip I wanted to play from episode three. Bob Holman goes; he's at the Zebra Festival actually in Berlin and finds the one of the first poems that this poet uh, Claire had published in a German magazine, and he is able to retrieve the poem after sort of going through jumping through all sorts of hoops. And and well, why don't we go ahead and listen to the clip? If poets are detectives, then the clues are in the poems. Listen to these lines of Claire's. The light filters a light mist with flashes of light. A man red as night. I remember a blessing, a curse. Two pigeons 
Hide and seek. I will hide, but I'll not seek. Check out her other poems. Maybe he's in there too. So in that clip, you know, he says before reading the the snippet of that poem from from Claire that you know if poets are detectives then their clues are in the poems and that seems to sort of be the idea running throughout the web series is that the poems actually are the clues um right yeah was that the concept you were going for yeah i mean that's uh the 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 lost manuscript is uh Claire Wilkes the murdered poet's uh, her legacy and uh and you know Poetry is, it, it, you know, Claire in, in the web series is quite um, disturbed. She's being stalked by uh, this this person who eventually murders her. So, you know, as as I believe all writers, artists, poets, they they put their 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 fears, their passions, their traumas, their hopes, all in their work, in their art, in their poems, and that's what Claire did. So, so when 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 the young poet finds this manuscript, he's in a sense. Uh, understanding the psychology of what Claire went through, mm-hmm. and and in it, of course, she, in in never a direct way, implicates the the person that uh, kills her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's one thing that sort of struck me about the the idea of the poems as clues and kind of following them through because um, it really then is making this sort of uh, direct link between the poet. Uh, you know, whatever the poet writes is directly related to what's happening in, t- in their life at that time, which, you know, for some poets, they might feel separate than that. And a lot of people talk about being separate from their work in a way. So it's really kind of intriguing thinking about a poem as a clue or and, and like you said, as it functions or seems to function the series, each poems or each poem. Uh, is telling us a little bit more about the poet, and and she inadvertently is sort of telling them who you know might be her murderer, and and that's right. what they're following as they go along. So as you were putting, you know, like you said, the story, you know, you really started with the story. How did you then choose the poems to sort of fit in with these clues? Like in this particular poem, the that um, Bob Holman finds in Germany. Like how did you uh, see it? F- fitting into the story or just generally speaking, how did you fit the poems into the story? Well, um, I mean, one of the unique things, like, like I said, we created a whole world around this web series. So, so one of the, the, one of the main components we did is we, we created uh, Claire Wilkes' manuscript and all the poems that are in there. So there's actually a, a uh, full length book uh, of Claire Wilkes' poems. Mm-hmm. Um, now, of course, it's a, this is a fictionalized web series, so the, the book itself was written by uh, Susan Brennan, our screenwriter, who's also a poet as well. Mm-hmm. So she, you know, she invoked uh, Claire Wilkes' presence and, her, and what she believed Claire Wilkes was, her backstory, and wrote that manuscript. And you know, as, as the web series develops, we, uh, you go deeper and deeper into the manuscript. And this also goes hand-in-hand hand with uh, our main character, John Sands, finding different parts of the manuscript throughout the web series. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, when the, the episode that you recently just saw with Bob Holman, that was more of a, a teaser, a mm-hmm. more, uh, more of um, setting the tone or the, mo- or, or the mood uh, of, of the series. Later on and later in the chapters, you get more uh, deeper into the poems, and that's where uh, I think the clues are more defined. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true, because at this point, it's really just kind of telling... Uh, painting a little bit about the character of Claire and kind of setting up because, you know, as 
he, uh, as Bob Holman retrieves the the um, poem, he gets it from the translator who has like the only copy left, right? Which is right. another key plot point. <laughs> uh, and, you know, it says, oh, he seemed to be really enchanted by her, her poetry. So it's kind of setting that groundwork for how captivating her work is to, to everyone who seems to encounter it. So like, did you sit down with this manuscript when you like, how did it sort of work in terms of the process, like the poet wrote it and then gave you the manuscript and then you kind of fit it in with the clues or how, how did that whole process work? Well, we, we, we made sure we had the script down um, and then we refitted the poems to fit the script, the story. Mm-hmm. So we knew at certain ch- chapters we wanted certain things revealed. And uh, as John finds more of the manuscript, we start start revealing different poems. And uh, I mean, what's unique is you can also download the whole manuscript and you can read the poems yourself while following along the web series. Not all the poems in the manuscript um, are, are directly related to the web series, meaning, meaning they're not all directly related to the murder. Mm-hmm. Uh, as all poets, of course, they write about a lot of different things. So she's she's writing, Claire Wilkes is writing at that time about what was happening in her life um, in addition to uh, this person who was stalking her and eventually murders her. Yeah, that makes for a really interesting experience for the reader or viewer because, you know, you have this entire sort of backstory of the character essentially with that manuscript and you're getting all this perspective that isn't necessarily addressed in the web series because that's not in the series purview but you're getting the full character outside of it in this in this manuscript that's correct yeah great why don't we listen now to a clip uh in the the last episode episode seven like you said the poems start to sort of move into the forefront as more Uh, significant clues as the series goes on. And in episode seven, there's one poem that is sort of a major clue and comes back and is repeated through the episode. So why don't we go ahead and listen to it? And this is at the beginning of the episode. And it's actually the poet sort of reciting it. We, We see her not writing it, but apparently conceiving it. So let's go ahead and take a listen to that now. Like a locket. Tight across my neck, it cinches the river. A city snapshot held in glass, suspended as the wind knocks us. The city a witness, I am trapped in this red metal. So this poem is like a major, major clue. This is like the turning point in solving the mystery uh, in the episode. So, I mean, how did you interact with this particular poem? How did it come about as being this sort of key linchpin in the series? Well, we we wanted to really um, set a, set a scene in which in the in the tram, uh, which is a major uh, transportation hub in between Manhattan and Roosevelt Island. And uh, it, uh, it sort of jumps back and forth from um, Claire in the past and, uh, and the relationship. And there was a scene in the web series in which Claire is having a, I guess, traumatic or unsettling uh, relationship uh, with the person that uh, eventually murders her. And that was um, in Roosevelt Island on the tram. And uh, that... That little red box that says it in the in the poem is the tram, 
you know. I guess this poem particularly stands out in the series since it is repeated several times with that within this episode. So you really get to know it and see it sort of as the different characters interact. So you start with seeing sort of Claire conceiving it, you know, thinking of it, and then you see John coming across it, and then you hear someone else read it, who I won't I won't say. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so as not to read to reveal the secret. And so having each of these different characters interact with the poem also provides insight into how they're relating to the mystery and to the poet as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I guess I'm, you know, it's curious when you're interacting with the poems and when you're, you're putting them into the, into the series, does that change how you interact with them as a reader? I haven't really thought about that. I, I, I because, because the poems we selected or the segments of the poems we selected were, were plot devices mm. to sort of move the story along and help you get closer to finding out the killer and and uh, more importantly getting closer to the end mm-hmm. um, so so obviously that segment that's in the, in the web series is part of a longer poem and uh, and we have John Sands oh, okay. in in one of the scenes looking through the manuscript and reading other parts of the poem but we decided to sort of, and this this is partially uh, for the fact that it's it's a web series, so people come in at different segments throughout. You know, they might never watch the whole series at once. Mm-hmm. They might watch one episode and then s- six weeks later watch another. So you can't really give the whole poem or a whole manuscript in the web series because mm-hmm. people will forget. It's better to sort of. Um, keep it very tight and focused on a stanza or something very critical in which people will remember the next time they watch the next episode. Mm-hmm. And, and, and more importantly, this is a web series designed for everyone, not just for poets. Mm-hmm. So we didn't want it to be overburdened, uh, and that's maybe the wrong word, but overburdened with poetry. You know, we want it to be, to a point, very, uh, very accessible. So the poems are very strong, but we, didn't, uh, we decided not to just put too much of them in there. Right, that would be, I mean... Yeah, that, that would be a really different experience because, um, you know, like we were saying earlier, the poem tends to be – the experience of reading a poem can be quite slow, right? It's very meditative. You know, maybe you're going to come back and reread it or you're going to get stuck on a few lines. But with um, with like a TV show, it's much more fast-paced. Um, right. So it needs – it sort of changes the pacing of, of the poem and how – viewers will interact with it essentially. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think our web series moves very quickly throughout. Um, mm-hmm. If you watch it from the beginning to the end and it's fun, there's great music and, uh, you know, original music by Cher Ehrlichman, who's also a poet as well. Um, so it's, uh, you know, we want it to be entertaining f- uh, foremost. That was the primary thing. We want it to be entertaining. And, you know, the unique thing about a web series is the fact that it's on the web. So, so, so when you – it's on a website or it's on some kind of network on, on the web. So you can create a lot of additional content that, that viewers uh, can go and explore. Mm. So they can watch the episode and if they want, they can go on the website and get more stuff. Mm-hmm. They can download poems. They can learn more about the characters. They can get uh, more backstory. You know, there's more possibilities for them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I guess that's maybe distinct too from like a web series as opposed to a TV show. Even though those two mediums are very closely linked, but um, you know, TV shows maybe a bit more static. You're just sort of watching it. Whereas, like you said, on the web, you could you know theoretically like download 
the um, the manuscript and like pause the series and be reading the manuscript or looking at it at the same time and having sort of like a multiple mediums interaction. Right. So do you guys, you, you have any plans for any other web series in the future? Well, I, I had a great time doing it. Um, I mean, I, we just uh, recently just got a national endowment for the arts grants oh, wow. to, do, to do another web series. Oh, that's amazing. So uh, well, the idea is, uh, I'm not sure if you've been following the news, but uh, they just uh, dug up Pablo Neruda. Mm. And uh, there's a belief that he was murdered. Oh, wow. So uh, we're, we're exploring a script uh, based on this idea that Neruda was murdered uh, during, um, during the coup uh, in Chile. And uh, we might create a web series around that storyline. Oh, wow. That's awesome. So kind of, you know, it's, that's interesting then, like this uh, initial web series with the fictional poet kind of right. laid the, the groundwork, but now you're going to be looking at it with, um, with a, a real poet, you know? Right. But, yeah. Wow. Do you think, are there any lessons you're going to be taking from doing this initial web series into the new one? Um, I, I think uh, the most important thing is just much more preparation because, because this is in a different country and a different language, and also it's Pablo Neruda. So there is yeah. quite quite a, a bit of um, uh, deference and uh, respect you have to show for uh, for such a man of uh, such a poet of high esteem. Mm-hmm. So it's very critical that we get it right, mm-hmm. and uh, and we honor him and his poetry. Mm-hmm. And of course, more importantly, we honor the people of Chile mm-hmm. who uh, went through the coup and went through the dictatorship. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's a bit different when you have all this history that you're going to be dealing with as well, as opposed to creating a fictional world, which, you know, poses its own challenges. But when it's something that people are invested in and and there is a a history behind, you have to have a whole nother uh, area to deal with. Right. Is there anything else you'd like to add that we didn't touch on? No, I think you got it. Great. Excellent. Well, um, thank you so much for speaking with me. I really appreciate it. No problem. All Good right. Luck. Thanks so much. Take care. All right.